Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur live video and audio podcast. How to make faster and better decisions and reduce procrastination, overwhelm. And it's important to say that this is not just about making instant decisions, you know, that could be bad. It's about making quicker and better decisions that are very good long-term decisions. So most of the time, this procrastination or inaction, it comes from overwhelm, so way too many things on, which of course you'll blame the world for, but we have to take responsibility. If there's too many things on, we said yes to them. It may come from too much information. Sometimes too much information is you know, a bad thing and it kind of stops you from making clear decisions. Sometimes you're faced with a very hard decision, which is 50-50, which seems that no matter which one you choose, it's not maybe gonna be the best decision for you. Often there's this like void between yes and no, and you know, you're kind of stuck in it because like I said before, it doesn't really seem to matter which decision you make, you're not confident it's gonna be the best one. You may have a, a fear of failure, a fear of making the wrong decision. You may fear of being rejected, so you stay in that void of yes and no, and you know, just staying in the maybe possibly, which of course never leads you anywhere. You may fear what other people think about you. And again, so you, you stay in that void. Often, you know, burying your head in the sand is the easier decision because easy now means hard later. Hard decision now probably means easier later when you make the right decision. Now, this void, this inaction, this overwhelm, frustration, procrastination, i.e. spending a load of time getting nothing done, spending hours or weeks thinking and mulling over and doing nothing and making no decision. This is like a, a what I call a dull ache. So you're in this void and you get this dull ache. Now, the decision is the sharp pain. And you know what? You may make a wrong decision. And so, you know, you may get a, a significant sharp pain from that. But at least one decision forward, even if it's not the right one, is a step out of this long, dull ache. And I call it a dull ache because it's not painful enough to make you do something. But if you stay in this long, dull ache for weeks, months or years, then your life can just completely drift you by. So let's go through, I think, at least 15 different things I've got here on helping you make faster and better decisions. So number one is get perfect later, start now. You know, you are never all the way there to perfect. You never have all your ducks in a row. You know when people are saying, that makes me laugh, I'm just getting my ducks in a row. I'm just moving my ducks. All your ducks are never in a row. You, you know, you're never perfect. You're always improving. So I would say start now, small baby step, and then perfect as you go. This whole thing about perfection anyway, I mean, what is it? It's, it's kind of like, it doesn't matter what you do. The best of the best in the world at anything, they can still always improve, even if it's diminishing law of returns. Even if it's just that tiny little incremental 0.01% improvement, you can always improve. Because of that, there is no perfection. So trying to get perfect is insane because you can never be perfect. So all you can do is go for good, or go for better, or go for proficient, or even go for excellent. And you know, at least you're moving forward. Okay, so the next thing is you do and you learn, you wait and you stagnate. So you're getting perfect later, you're starting now, 
You're new, you've got no experience, so you know, you're feeling your way along, you're gonna make some mistakes, but you can only learn moving forward. Yes, you can learn from textbooks. I don't know why I said it in such a high voice there. Uh, yes, you can learn in theory, but we all know that theory without practice, to know and not to do, is not to know. So sure, study, sure, do courses. It's very important. Get the, the reading, the listening done, but then you have to implement it and then you have to tweak and change and blah, blah, blah. So you also learn by doing, not just by learning. So I have this little six step system, which I think you'll really benefit from, which I always go to when it comes to making decisions and important decisions. And that is learn, test, do, review, tweak, repeat. Learn, test, do, review, tweak, repeat. So learn some stuff, do some courses, follow some people on social media, listen, watch all their YouTube videos, listen to all their podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, get a little bit of a plan. Test. It's always good to tell yourself that everything is a test because if you think I've got to do this and I've got to get perfect and I mustn't make any mistakes, you're putting a load of pressure on yourself and therefore you'll never start. Whereas if you always say to yourself, well, this is just a bit of a test. Let's see how it goes. If it fails, it doesn't really matter. Then you take all the pressure off and you're more likely to do it consistently. Once you've tested small, then you can scale up and you'll probably, when you do your test, make a few little iterations. And then when you scale up, you do something with a little bit more experience and knowledge. Then once you've done it, you look at what you did, you review it, you analyze it, you reverse engineer it. How can I do it better, better next time? Blah, blah, blah. And then you tweak for the next time that you repeat the learn, test, do, review. So hopefully that's useful. So next thing is spend more time testing and less time planning. Planning is important. Brian Tracy, who wrote the foreword for my book, Life Leverage, said that one minute time spent planning saves five minutes time doing. So it's definitely smart to plan. But no matter how well you plan, the outcome, the result, the reality is always going to be different from the plan. So planning isn't about the result and predicting the future. Planning is the ability to plan. And then when you do, the reality will happen as it happens. You've got to kind of let go a bit of the reality, uh, you know, and leave it to the universe or, you know, a fate or whatever else you call it. So I would spend some time planning, but not too much time planning and more time testing real live in the field. Okay, so when you're planning, and this is really important, I see people make this mistake all the time. You know, they're looking at the government, they're looking at the news, they're looking at the media. Most people are trying to plan for things they can't predict. So I would say plan for only what you can predict and control and let go of the rest. So you can plan for, you know, what you do in your day. You can plan your to-do list. You can plan what you leverage and outsource. You can plan and manage your energy and, you know, the ebbs and flows, highs and lows in your diary and your mood, and you can work around that. But what the government says, what your staff end up doing, if you've managed them well, you can't actually control, kind of, you, you gotta let it go to them. So plan only what you can control, let go of the rest, have some faith. Now, I recently learned something that I knew in my mind for years, but didn't know the word for it. And this word is called, or words, decision fatigue. And I thought, yeah, there's definitely times in my day if someone asks me the easiest of things to decide, I'm like, bleh, bleh. Uh, you know, like my brain is just an absolute mush and I couldn't even decide whether to turn left or turn right. So there are times in your day when you get decision fatigue. That might be because you've had to make a lot of decisions. That might be because you've made some hard decisions. It might be because you're absolutely shattered. 
So I would say beware of decision fatigue at those times when your brain melts and you're a bit overwhelmed and you can't make any smart decisions and you just want someone else to make it and you just want it out of your life. And make sure you don't have to make important decisions when you're in the, the decision fatigue mode. Now, you've heard me do loads of videos and podcasts and training on managing your day and compartmentalizing your diary and testing and tweaking your energy levels. You know, you don't need to give me to give you examples of mine because mine is mine, yours is yours. We're all unique. You, you, you need to get up at a different time to me. You need to go to bed at a different time to me. You might be a morning person, an evening person. You know, you might, you might not be able to have carbs at lunchtime. You might be great at meetings in the morning. You might prefer them in the afternoon, but you've got to test your own daily patterns and ebbs and flows and highs and lows of energy and then make sure your important meetings, the important decisions, your important pitches and your joint, you know, raising joint venture finance and, you know, the, the really smart things that you have to do in your business that are income generating. Make sure you're, the, I don't know what the opposite of decision fatigued is, decision fresh, maybe. Ooh, might have a quote there. All right then, great. So next thing then is iterations, not destinations. So many people are like, oh, I want to make 28 million pounds or I want to build the biggest company in the world or, you know, I want to have a six pack or whatever. And they're looking for this massive destination. You know, they, they, they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. No idea who came up with that because I don't know anyone who eats an elephant, even in bites at a time. But the whole point is you've got this massive goal or outcome and it is overwhelming as hook to think that you can achieve that and to even start on this massive thing can just like blow your brain. So why don't you think iterations, not destinations, which is like baby steps, you know, or mini goals, you know, or, or, or little sort of flag sticks, uh, flag sticks, yardsticks along the way. It's really helped me, you know, you, you can only run a marathon one step at a time. You can only get in shape one gym session at a time or one meal at a time. So think now, control your emotion now, and then pivot, iterate as you go. Okay, don't dwell on the past, fail forward fast. Which means that a lot of people are taking all their baggage of the past and they're wearing it like this massive backpack that hunches them over and they're bringing it into their future. And if you dwell on all the mistakes you made or the bad decisions you made or the years of procrastination or you, you have the FOMO, the fear of missing out, or you, know, you should have bought property in 1985 and you didn't, and you, you bring all this baggage forward, all it does is damage your self-worth. And if you have a low self-worth, it's really hard to make any decisions because you don't have faith in yourself. So you know the past does not have to dictate the future. One bad decision yesterday or last year doesn't mean that the next decision's gonna be bad. So if you can just let go of all that baggage, maybe easier said than done, but give it a go. Have faith in your ability to make a good decision now. Yes, of course, all your decisions, good and bad, and the decisions of others, good and bad, you can use them to learn, but just don't use them to beat you down, you know, and to sort of don't carry the weight of them, okay? Now, my business partner is great at this next one, and he likes to always uh, de-risk by thinking about what's the worst that can happen. So if he's faced with a big, hard decision, first of all, go, what's the absolute worst that can happen? Now, nearly all the time, it's not death, you know, and um, often it's not bankruptcy, and often it's not a really bad thing. You just make it worse in your mind. You know, like when you have an argument with someone in your head, you know, you always play this pattern, this movie in your in your mind of all the terrible things you're going to say, this massive fight you're going to get into and how the world's going to end, when in reality it's very rarely like that. 
So if you can think what's the worst that can happen, it's normally not really bad. And if it's quite bad, you can make a plan to de-risk that worst thing that could happen. So when Richard Branson set up uh, Virgin Airlines, the massive overhead is owning planes. You know, it probably cost billions of pounds. So he managed to do this kind of option kind of deal where if the airline didn't quite go, he could either give or sell the plane, the planes back. And that was the biggest risk to his business. So he de-risked that. That was the worst that could happen. And then, of course, he was able to uh, make some forward steps. So what's the worst that can happen? De-risk as much as you can. And then this is the important bit, because some people are good at that, by the way. A lot of planners are really good at all the de-risk and worst case scenarios, but then they don't make the decision. They just over and over and over and do it again and again and again and again. So then you've got to say to yourself, all right, now I'm going to make a forward decision. Next then, stop listening, start watching. So most of the time, people behave how they behave. And the truth is in how they behave, not what they say. So I would, of course, you want to listen to people, mentors, trainers, educators, you know, experienced people in the, in the field that you're going into. Of course, listening to people. But what they do says more than what they say. So watch what people do rather than what they say, and you'll probably get better information. Next then, and this is a famous quote by Einstein, Imagination is more important than knowledge, which means you don't need to, have to, and it's not most important to get all the facts now to make a decision. It's your imagination, your creativity, your adaptability, your resourcefulness. It's all of these assets that's going to make you be successful after you've made your decision. You can never have all the knowledge. And even when you think you've got it all, the government or your employer or someone will go and rip it all to bits and disrupt it and change it. So why don't you use this amazing trait you have of resourcefulness and creativity and, you know, using the power of your mind rather than trying to get all the knowledge first? So something we can take from Einstein there. So I mentioned this before and I want to mention this again. Resourcefulness is one of the most underutilized, amazing human capabilities. Now, if you've got a hard decision right now, you've got a 50 50 you know, you're really worried, you're procrastinating. And I said to you, make a decision and spend three months making it work. And if you don't, the person you love most on the planet, uh, you'll never see him again. You would do it. If you lost your house and you lost your car and all your possessions, you would, as the Americans say, hustle and grind. You'd be resourceful. You'd use leverage, creative thinking. You know, you wouldn't take rejection. You'd keep asking until you found someone that would help you. Because we, we have this survival instinct in, inside of us, which makes us unbelievably resourceful, at, you know, starting fires and keeping warm and building, you know, infrastructure and, you know, creating all these solutions and ideas and solving problems out of thin air. And the thing is, most people are too comfortable with a safe job and, you know, you've just got enough money coming in. They're so comfortable that this resourcefulness is just always hidden. And so I would say, get out of your comfort zone a bit more. Challenge yourself to be resourceful. You know, I don't want you to disrupt your life and, you know, get rid of all your family and get rid of, you know, all your income and say, hey, I need to be resourceful because Rob said I've got to get uncomfortable because too uncomfortable can, you know, obviously create collapse and chaos. But can you game yourself, trick yourself, lead yourself to believe that you're a bit less comfortable than you are? Put yourself out of your comfort zone regularly so that you can get resourceful. It's such an amazing human trait. Now, the thing with the decision is, especially in the 50-50 years, is you can make a bad decision good by tweaking, iterating, following my six-step system, which I'll repeat again at the end. And also, many people can make a good decision bad with lack of action, lack of learning, lack of getting feedback. 
So often these split decisions, which are sort of 50-50, it actually doesn't really matter which, what you decide because bad decisions can be made good and good decisions can be made bad. So in that regard, if I'm ever on the fence, I usually say yes. And I'd like to give it a go and know that I tried rather than not give it a go and always wonder why. And normally you just make the decision right, especially those final line ones. Okay, another quote I like to borrow. I like to borrow quotes. I don't know who this one is from, so I'll just have to say anonymous, but I've seen many people use it. I saw Craig Valentine use it. Use a setback as a setup for a comeback. So I said earlier about baggage and carrying this weight, you know, all these, oh, my life, I'm such a bad at making decisions because I lost all this money and this all went wrong and I'm really scared of it happening again. Well, why don't you use a setback as motivation and energy and resourcefulness and commitment to bring it forward into the thing that you're doing now to give it more momentum, more energy, more enthusiasm, more passion, and, and therefore make it more likely to succeed. So a lot of what you do in, in your experiences about how you carry forward and transmute forward what happened. Are you letting it beat you down or are you letting it step you up? Are you, um, you know, worrying about what other people think and therefore hiding away? Or are you sticking your chest out and going, do you know what? I'm going to prove to these people that I have worth and value. Use a setback as a set up for a comeback. Next one then, this is, we've got three left. Embrace the challenges, don't hide from them. So many people are doing the ostrich and sticking their head in the sand and they hope that the world or someone else or their boss or their partner will come and save them. No one's gonna fucking save you. No one is gonna knock on your door with a briefcase full of money. No one is going to knock on your door and propose marriage to you. No one's going to sell your products and services for you. And the way that you improve and make bad decisions good and good decisions great is by embracing the challenges, solving the problems, rolling up the, your sleeves, showing the world that you can handle problems. Now, by the way, the reward the world gives you for solving problems quickly is bigger problems. Now, of course, you wish that that wasn't the case. You solve this problem and you're like, oh, this is amazing. It's going to go away. I can, you know, sing Kumbaya now. My life's going to be so beautiful and comfortable. I'm never going to have problems. Uh-uh-uh. All that you've done is earned a higher problem and then a higher problem and then a higher problem and then a higher problem. But the bigger problems you can solve, the more value you have to the world, the more people will follow you, the more customers and clients and partners and investors will back you and admire you, the more that the staff will work for you for less money. The more people will share your videos and your work and subscribe to your podcast and whatever else. So embrace the challenges. Now, of course, it's so easy to be grateful for when things are good, but be grateful for your challenges because it forces you to grow through them. All right, then penultimately, look at that. That's a big word for me. To know and not to do is not to know. You will never have all the info. Get used to it. So create a little model for yourself. Maybe you can say to yourself, I'm going to get 75% of the information. I'm going to do two weeks of research. Set yourself a little goal where by the, when you get to that point, you force yourself to make a decision. Because, you know, I know a lot of sort of, you know, um, anal individuals, you know, analysis paralysis. And, you know, they're always making out that they're doing things when the research is actually active procrastination. And active procrastination is worse than passive procrastination. Because at least with passive procrastination, you can relax and enjoy yourself and go, hey, I'm just procrastinating here, man. Smoking my cigar, drinking my pina colada. Active procrastination, which is when you keep yourself busy all freaking day, 12 hours a day, achieving nothing. But hey, you made a load of spreadsheets. 
That is probably the worst, most delusional aspect that you, you know, the way you feel like you're making progress when you're not. So set yourself a little goal, 75% of the information, two weeks worth of research. Then you have to make a decision because you'll never have all the information, but you can keep learning. As I said, uh, I'm just looking through all the notes. I don't need to summarize it because you've heard it already. So my six step system, which I think will really help me remind you on that one is learn, test, do, review, tweak, repeat. Learn, test, do, review, tweak, repeat. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, live feed, video and audio podcast, a caffeine cast as I call it, the short, sharp, shot in the arm of inspiration and motivation. Uh, it's quite exciting coming up actually for the disruptive entrepreneur because we've got some great guests. We've got the human lie detector. I'm actually interviewing him next week. So he's well known across all, uh, you know, most of the media of being the person that's able to read lies and people telling lies better than anybody else on the planet. So I'm going to be interviewing him. I'm interviewing the man that pretty much post Einstein designed and popularized mind mapping. Tony Bazan is a very famous author, very smart man. I'm interviewing him, which is great. And also Simon Weston, who uh, was um, a victim in the Falklands War, has got 46% burns. You might remember him. He's, you know, he's got terrible burns across his face. An amazing inspirational story. You're going to love him and be blown away by him. So that's all coming up soon on The Disruptive Entrepreneur. So if you're watching this video and you haven't subscribed, search Disruptive Entrepreneur on iTunes or Stitcher or um, you know, all these kind of podcast websites and you'll find it. Please do leave a review for the disruptive entrepreneur. The more reviews we get, the more listeners we get, the more listeners we get, the more reach we get, the more reach we get, the better, bigger names I can get for you because obviously, you know, they're going to want to value their time by making sure that um, when they're interviewed, there's a lot of people watching so we can help each other here. We can get really big names if you share the podcast, if you review the podcast. I don't, there's no ads. There's no 10 minutes of 58 ads. No one pays me for this. I do this because, you know, property has looked after me and meant I don't have to sort of work again. So I'd love your help in sharing and reviewing the podcast. And yeah, I've got some, ah, so someone's just said, got Tony Bazan's book in front of me now. It was one the, his mind mapping stuff's really helped me, especially if you're a visual person, you know, writing all these notes is your brain, but if you could sort of visualize it all, you know, those mind mappy tree things, I use mind map software on my um, iPhone. So yeah, great. Thanks for tuning in everyone. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.